What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. All right, guys, it's been a little while since I've done one of these. I've been busy with other stuff. Um, but, yeah, last night, the game of the Pirates, that was a awesome 7-6 win for the Pirates. Um, they were down 3 nothing. It was uh, good to see them scratch their claw their way back into it. Just a lot of back and forth um, until finally, you know, you get to the top of the ninth. And once again, Josh Palacios just does what he does and just crushes that two-run bomb uh, to give the Pirates back the lead 7-6. Uh, I just, I don't know what to say about this guy. Like, I, I, you know, when you look at the overall stats with him and the advanced uh, stats, he's honestly not that good. Um, but the guy has just got a knack for, for just in crucial moments coming through as a pinch hitter. It is just so nuts how many times he's done this now. And I just, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's one of those weird things where when you see him walk up to bat, you're just like, oh man, here we go. Let's see if he can do it again. And sure enough, he does. It's, it's just one of those things. It's really strange. Um, and it, it makes it so much fun. Like, you know, just, uh, just to see one player walk out there and you're just like, oh man, they really, you know, there's actually a chance this is going to, he's going to come through, uh, more likely than not. Um, and I, it's it's mind boggling. Like I said, like there are people that you know, last night even me, you know, I was like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. I was putting that on Twitter, and you know, just just off pure emotion of how it went down. But uh, but it's just it's just one of those weird things where you're just like, man, you know, could this guy actually be a bench piece for them? You know, down the road here, and it's just like, you know, maybe you know, but that really we're looking at as at best that. But he is a really good outfielder though, so it's just one of those things where uh, he don't hurt them when he's out in the outfield either. So, you know, I, I just a fun thing to watch last night, um, per usual, when he comes out there, doing it, going against his younger brother's team uh, again. And, uh, yeah, no, just, just it was just an awesome game to watch. Uh, watch them fight like they did, just a fight to get back to being tied. And then they get down, they fought back into it again. Um, just just a great thing to see from the young team in general. Um uh, Andujar had a double for them last night, uh, and it was just—it was just funny because his batting mechanics on that double were really bad. Like he stepped clear out of the box to his left and looked like he was trying to drive the ball, but it looked like somehow it completely went the other way and uh, and went into the gap for for a double. So, um, and and I, I you know I. A lot of people have been glamoring for him to get called up. He finally did. Um, his overall stats were very gaudy in AAA. Uh, but then I saw what his stats were um, just recently uh, in his last. His, he was batting 222 batting average of 628 OPS and one home run over his last 19 AAA games going into this. So he actually wasn't doing that well recently uh, before getting called up. That's why it's so funny when the Pirates go, oh, you know, he, this guy was doing really good. And that, you know, that's why he got this call up. And it's like, uh, yeah, um, no, he's actually been struggling lately. Um, so now all of a sudden it's okay to call him up. It's just stupid. But, um, I, but hey, you know, he got a double last night, but it was just one of those things where you could tell that it, it, he was, that ball did not go where he thought he was going to take it. You could just tell. Um, but hey, he got the double. Uh, scoring Andy, if I remember correctly, and 
and he scored from first. I mean, my dude was flying. Uh, and hey, look, they they came back and won it in the end. Um, Bednar again, shaky. Uh, played with fire. Runners on second, and third. Somehow got out of it. Um, just a thousand foul balls by a couple different Cardinals players with two on. Just you know, had me walking on eggshells. I was like, man, he's, it, I could just. I felt like he's going to blow this game. Like there's just no doubt. Two on, one out. Like. I just don't see him getting through this. And then after a million foul balls, he somehow manages to get out of this uh, end of the game against Goldschmidt. But, I, I, dude, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, it just, for some reason, ever since the All-Star break, Bednar has not been that great. And, you know, I don't know what it is. It just seems like he tires out towards the end of the season. Some people argue he's overworked. Uh it, you know, we go back and forth with this with Derek Shelton. Um, one week, we're like, oh, my God, you haven't used him in five days. You know, what the hell? And then we're like, wait a second, this is his fourth time in five days. What the hell are you doing? Why are you overusing him? So, I don't know. I just I think the trend is, is just that David Bednar, it seems like, just doesn't have – just doesn't do well at the latter part of the seasons. And that's just that's just the truth. I'm not trying to be a hater here. I, I love David Bednar. But at the same time, it, I don't know what it is. It's just he struggles more towards the end of the season. But um, but hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it's it's been fun though to watch guys like Hayes um, hitting the way he is. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this, but I keep, but I, I've been really busy, like I said. But uh, I mean, he ended August with a line of a three twenty batting average, three sixty eight on base percentage, and a five eighty eight slugging, with a hundred and fifty two weighted runs created plus. That's that's really good. When you start hitting up the hundred and fifty uh, WRC plus, I, I mean. You're you're doing really good, um, and uh, to see Hayes doing it, I, I just you know I tickle pink about it really because I you just I just didn't expect this from him. I, and then when you find out that he's he goes down to Altoona, uh, I'm like not down to Altoona, but he goes to get with the hitting coach from Altoona, and that's the guy that that uh, helped him fix his hitting issues. You're like, what the hell, like? Why in the world am I hearing that the guy in Altoona is the one fixing Hayes and not Andy Haynes? Like when I hear this, like it's you know, I'm glad to hear. It. Like I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for Brian Hayes, right? I'm glad that he was able to find someone that helped him fix this. And but but why is the major league batting coach not the one fixing this? Ever since. I mean, and then I saw this too. So, Cabron Hayes, ever, well, how many bats was this? Yeah. In his last 17 bats going into this series, he had 10 multi-hit games. He was ranked as the 12th best hitter and the 5th in war during that period. And, and I'm seeing this, and I'm like, why How? Why in the world is, it, is, it, is the double-A coach getting this out of him and not Andy Haynes? And it's ridiculous. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand why this guy still has a job. Because then I hear, because Swinsky, just to, just to piggyback off this, has been the opposite of Hayes. He has struggled really bad uh, going into this series. Basically, he's been struggling for a while now. Uh, in 126 plate appearances going into, the, I believe, this series or going into the KC series, Jack Swinsky's batting average was 132. His on-base percentage was 270. Slugging was 245. His weighted runs created was 47, guys. 
47. Walk rate, 14.3%. Strikeout rate was 37.3%. Only two home runs. Had a negative uh, war of negative 0.4. And his average exit velocity was 88.3. That is horrendous. And when I hear, after he had that, uh, he almost had an opposite field home run, but he hit top of the railing. And it was awesome to see him swing at a pitch on the outside corner, because God forbid him do that. And then when he did have a home run in, the, in this series, it was like, I'm hearing his advice from Andy Haynes was blackout. To black out up at the plate. Are you fucking kidding me? You're telling a major league baseball player that when he's up to bat, to black out. What? Like, no. That is like the last thing I want my hitter up there doing. Like, no. I want you to be engaged in the game and thinking and analyzing of what the pitcher might throw next. I mean, dude... At the lower levels, I'm telling kids, hey, you know, think about the pitch you might throw next. If you can somehow guess that right, you have a better chance of being able to get a hit. Why in the world are you telling players to black out up at the plate? That makes zero sense to me. And when I hear that, I'm just like, again, how does this guy have a job? But then here you go. You got guys like, like Brian Hayes. They go get help from somewhere else. And guess what? They're doing really good now. This is the best we've seen Cabrian Hayes play since, since the time he got called up. And I, you want to talk about if he can maintain something like this level, then that deal that we got him for is an absolute steal. On top of the defense already, he should, wear, he should win the Golden Glove. I don't know how the hell he doesn't win it this year. If he doesn't, it's, it's, it's fixed. I'm sorry. It's fixed. Because that is just ridiculous what he's doing right now at third base. And then on top of that, now he's doing really well hitting. Give my man the goddamn gold glove, please. But uh, but anyways, yeah, just uh, Andy Haynes is a horrendous, horrendous hitting coach. And then I hear that uh, he's actually probably going to be staying. Like, like the rumor is that he's not going anywhere. Jason Mackey reported that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I shouldn't be hearing... I, I I don't want to hear that he's staying. Like, like I I, want, I don't even just stay quiet. Don't say a, don't say a fucking thing. Like I don't want to hear nothing right now because hearing that they're that he's going to stay, they've already made that known. Just absolutely infuriates me, and uh, I just can't believe it. And then on the other spectrum is you got Oscar Marin, and he's another one that you know we bitched and bitched and bitched about Haynes. But it's also Oscar Marin that I'm just not sure should be sticking around either. Because I, you know what? Because here's the thing that's really concerning to me in the system in general with the Pirates. And that is, what is going on with all these kids losing velocity in their fastball? Rosie Contreras was throwing 98, maybe sometimes 99. And now can't throw above 93 miles per hour. Then, uh, how about Ortiz? They're, Ortiz pitched the other day, and they're like, oh, he's hitting 96. That's good to see. No, it's not. My man was throwing 100 last year. What the hell happened? Who else? Quinn Priester. Apparently, when he first came in the system, my man was hitting over 96. He's, he can't get over 93 miles per hour. Now, they said the other day that he threw a sinker at 96 miles per hour, and I'm like, a sinker? 
I'm like, maybe you're talking about the two scene with movement. Maybe it's got a little drop in its movement. I was like, uh, a sinker though. But hey, at least he's throwing 96 with it, thank God. But why am I hearing that all the, you know, why do I hear all this about Haynes, but, but Marin hasn't been getting hit as hard. He should be. Because this is strange to me. All these pitchers losing velocity. And him not being able to figure it out. I, I read something, I read this the other day, and I was just like, what? Uh, this little uh, excerpt from something. Uh, that doesn't explain overseeing the still way too mysterious disappearance of Ronzi Contreras' fastball, once 98-99, now barely penetrating a wet paper towel. <laughs> this kid's 100% healthy, 100% committed, but his biomechanics, the area in which Oscar Marin was supposed to specialize, are apparently off to such an extent that the team quietly took Contreras to a private pitching lab a few weeks ago in seattle to see if someone else could solve it wow that uh, he had to go somewhere else just like mitch keller had to go somewhere else and look what happened to him i you know it's just crazy just like hearing with haynes and, and, and brian hayes going to somebody else for him it's the same thing guys it's the same damn thing and i could even go further we could even you know and i not only the, the dip in velocity of pitchers' arms, how about the injuries? Burroughs, Brubaker, Velasquez, done. Shredded elbow. Like, just a lot of things that really concern me with these pitching prospects. Um, and, and, you know, Oscar Marin should be in the hot seat just as much as Andy Haynes is. And, and, and I'm... They're just going to keep going with this. Like, I... I it's it's the old Bob Nutting is just going to be lost and not have a clue what's going on. He thinks that Ben Charrington is 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 just gonna it's just going to be like it was with Neil Huntington. He's going to run the show. There's going to be no checks and balances. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, somebody's going to be like, "Oh, we had to make a you know we made a move." And so we're like, "Yeah, you made a move a couple years late," and that, and that's that's the thing that concerns me. This team is playing 500 ball since they caught up any Rodriguez, Live Pergaro, and they legitimately have a chance next year. This could be really fun, but they've, they've got to fix some of this coaching staff. Marin, I'm not hooked on Marin. Andy Haynes for sure has to go. And uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name from AA that's... Uh, that, that helped fix Cabrian, or at least got him to do what he's doing right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, they got, they got to do something about this next year because this team, they've got the hitting. They've, got, they've now got the uh, hitting, two of the three phases they've got, and that's the hitting and the defense. Uh, Livier Pergaro has looked amazing. He's going to be a, a great second baseman for them. Um, Andy Rodriguez, he's, he's looked amazing at catcher. Uh, he's the full package. Um, Alika Williams, a bench piece, obviously, whenever uh, O'Neill Cruz comes back. Um, Hayes, obviously, they got to fix first base. I know that for a fact. That's one th- area they got, but they definitely have upgraded defensively, in my opinion, at least. Um, Bay is another guy that maybe defensively will look better. They, they could use him in the outfield or middle infield, too. Um, but they got to find that out. You already know that Reynolds is going to be solid. Um, they got to work on stuff with with uh, with um, Henry Davis as well. 
but I still think defensively up the middle, they've definitely upgraded. Um, it just seems like defensively they've gotten better in general, but that's just me. But pitching, I, I think it's an issue, and it's an issue in all sorts of ways. And between the injuries and, and the loss, dip in velocity, a lot of pitchers, uh, just just strange. And, and that really brings me to the to the next guy, and that's uh, Paul Skeens. Um, he pitched yesterday, um, and he did he did a lot better um, because his last outing didn't go so well. Um, I'm trying to find it here so I could. So he only went point two innings pitch his last start before yesterday. Three hits, four runs, four runs, two walks, two Ks. He didn't do as well. Um, he had two pitches at 100 miles per hour and 12 pitches at 99. But then, you know what? He, he started yesterday, and again, he didn't have he didn't go a lot of innings, but, um, but it ended a lot better. He went two innings, one hit, zero runs, zero runs, zero walks, and three strikeouts. Looked, uh, looked pretty good. And my big thing is, is that this is your prize possession. Pirates. This is the top pitching prospect in baseball. And I don't want Oscar Marin near this kid. <laughs> I really don't. And I and I I honestly hope they don't screw with this kid at all. Don't touch him. Leave him alone. His mechanics are fine. Don't try to make him a, a you know, a robot like everybody else, which I don't think they're doing. But, man, I just, I'm so concerned about these pitching prospects. Jared Jones is another one. Just please don't mess with these guys too much, especially Paul Skeens. I just, such a dynamic pitcher. He doesn't need fixed. Leave him alone. And, I, and I'm really interested to see what happens with him next year. I wonder if he'll just stay at AA next year or if they'll start him in AAA. I don't know how aggressive they'll be, but, but uh, I'm scared to death of what they might do with this kid or what they might screw up with him. And I hope that they leave him alone. But, uh, all right, guys. I um, guess I'll do a pregame. I don't think they've posted uh, lineups yet. But the game's a 215 game. Johan uh, Alvarez is going for us. And he's going to be going against uh, Zach Thompson for them. Uh, he's 3-5 and five with a 3.92 ERA. Uh, a lefty, by the way. 39 innings pitched, 47 strikeouts, and a 1.54 whip. Um, as I said, taking on Oviedo, who really, I mean, he's been he's been lights out lately. Uh, the complete game shutout against KC, uh, that was a hell of a game. Five strikeouts, two walks, he looked great. Only one earned run against, against St. Louis, his game before KC game, only one earned run in five innings. Uh, and then he struggled in the, the Mets game. But his last two starts have been really good. And his last seven games, he's got two seven two ERA. So uh, I'm hoping that he shuts it down. You know how it is, Oviedo. If he can get through that first inning uh, without doing anything really crazy, you know, usually he goes on to do really well. It just seems like it's always that first inning. So, yeah, I, I fully expect um, him to, to hopefully – uh, go out there and, and, like I said, if he gets to that first inning unscathed, the Pirates probably win this game. Because uh, the thing about the, the, the Cardinals is, is their bullpen is horrible. If they can just get through the starter, uh, they, they have a shot if they can keep it close. Um, as far as the lineup goes, uh, Andy, Andy caught last night, so he probably won't catch today, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, 
Um, so yeah, so he probably he probably it's a day game, so he's probably not gonna start today. God, I I loved when he got to finally DH the other day. I was like, finally, man, they're finally doing what I said they needed to do, and that was find a way to keep his bat in the game, and they're finally getting to that DHing him uh, when Delay had to catch Keller. I, I was I was so happy, and uh, it needs to happen more often. That bat plays. He's got to play more, and that's the thing with the Pirates right now, honestly. I just don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know whether they're serious about like trying to win in the you know August and September if that's really what they're trying to do, or if it's just more worried about getting guys different looks at different positions. I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to see them finish strong. I mean, you know, playing 500 ball has been fun to watch, uh, and I and I hope that they really are trying to end on a positive note this year. Um, they won. They're finally not going to have a hundred losing season. They they won. They needed to win another game. There's 26 to go now. 25 games to go, uh, and finally, not a hundred game losing season. We're finally past that, um, which is nice. I don't know how many more they're going to win. Uh, uh, they got a tougher match coming up with Milwaukee next. I think the schedule in general is tougher coming up. Look out of here, Milwaukee. Ooh, Atlanta, Washington, New York. Chicago, and then Cincinnati and Philly. Oh, and Miami. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a harder road ahead. Um, but this team is playing a lot better baseball. Uh, you saw what they did against Atlanta at PNC Park. So um, they did go to struggle a little bit after that, of course, but now they're starting to round back into form. Um, dude, if they get back-to-back sweeps, could you imagine they win six games in a row? Been a while, huh? But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I really like this young team, um, but they got to add pitching. Uh, that's one thing that's going to have to happen. And now that's one thing I almost forgot about was the the waiver. So I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this. Um, so there was a ton of guys put on waivers. The, the Angels put Hunter Renfro, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore on waivers. And I thought for sure that the Pirates might take a shot at one of these guys because the waiver order was this. It was the Athletics, Royals, Rockies, White Sox, Cardinals, and Pirates. Pirates were sixth in the waiver order. And I, I thought for sure that they might try to go after one of those guys. Uh, Harrison Bader was put on waivers too by the Yankees. And I I honestly was just shocked that the I thought for sure the Pirates would go after... Lucas Giolito, it because for one thing they've only got true two true starters in that rotation right now. We've been keeping this together with chicken wire and duct tape, like you know, with all the openers and all this other stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to like have an actual starter to eat some innings for you? I thought for sure they'd go after him. And another guy I thought they would love to have was Renato Lopez. And the reason why is because Renato Lopez fits exactly what the Pirates want to do and what I mean by that is is that they love grabbing guys that used to be a starter that got converted to a bullpen guy a relief pitcher that's where Ronaldo Lopez is when he was with the White Sox he was a starter and then got converted uh to a bullpen pitcher and he's done well uh in that role see if I can find it here um yeah right now he has a 386 ERA he's got a 1.3 war He's done actually really well 
Yeah, ERA's down to 277, I'm seeing here, with L.A. So he's done really well uh, out of the bullpen. And I, I, but I could see the Pirates wanting to grab a guy like him and try to convert him back to being a starter like they did with Oviedo. Uh, and look what Oviedo's been doing lately. He's showed flashes of, doing, of being able to really work as a starter, obviously. Um, so I could have seen the Pirates definitely take a chance on him. Uh, Harrison Bader uh, was another one. I mean, if you're looking for an outfielder, uh, this guy fits the bill. Because, let me tell you something, his hitting has not been great. His batting average is 237 with the Yankees, seven home runs, had 69 hits and 291 at-bats, but his war is a .9 because probably the defensive runs saved with him. So, not have been a bad guy to take a shot at either. But the, the Pirates didn't make any moves. Um, and, and look... It also makes sense from the point of view of this team is not winning right now. Are not gonna, you know, they're not gonna be in contention for anything, right? So maybe that makes sense. Don't spend money for some for no reason. However, comma if you do add a couple of these guys and you get something out of them, or if you manage to keep them around for next year for this ball club, then it's kind of worth it to me. But I, I do get it from from both ways. I do honestly. Um, but yeah, no, there that was just there. I was just shocked uh, when I saw that, you know, the Angels, for some reason, just said, you know, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> they just put all these guys on waivers, and the Pirates didn't go after any of them. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians ended up grabbing Giolito and Lopez and Matt Moore uh, from them. Uh, Cincinnati ended up grabbing Hunter Renfro. Uh, Harrison Bader went to the Reds as well. So, yeah, no, I don't... Um, Oh, yeah, Dominic Leon, a right-handed pitcher, also was put on waivers by the Angels. Uh, Seattle Manners grabbed him, too. But just, I, I don't know, I thought, I thought maybe the Pirates take a shot. But uh, that, that didn't happen at all. Um, but like I said, I, I get it. All right, guys, that's all I got for now. Um, I'm sorry I haven't been around a lot. Like I said, I've been really busy. Uh, but I've got something cooking to where I, I promise I'll be doing these a lot more often very soon. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please hit the follow button or the plus button. Uh, I appreciate that. Don't forget, guys, I'm on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast as well with David Ribeiro from SteelersSanctuary.com. Um, we just did an episode about four days ago. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, don't forget, we're doing YouTube Live now, so it is on YouTube as well if you'd like to watch it instead of listening, just listening to it. But all right, guys, that's all I got. Take care. I'm out.